Hi everyone, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in and um, listening to what I have to say. I'm actually pretty excited that <laughs> you care. <laughs> Let me just put this out there. I really don't know where I'm going with this. I have no clue what God has planned for this, but I am going to act in obedience and literally let Jesus take the wheel. Uh, so, introductions first. My name is Elsie Omundi Netia. I'm married to Anthony, and I have, together we have three beautiful children. We have Abigail, who's our first, then we have Zina and Kai. Um, God has blessed us. I'm not going to lie. God has blessed us um, uh, with friends and family. And um, most importantly, he blessed us with experiences. Experiences that in the moment seemed very tough and very difficult, but then uh, they have come to really shape us. And granted, we're still young. There's a lot more that might be coming our way and we don't know, but... And I'm not saying that I'm inviting problems and trouble, no. But be that as it may, where we are now, it has been God. And um, I've been feeling the unction and um, the push to share my experience. And hopefully it will change someone. So personally, I've always wanted to do a business blog. You know, I've always wanted to be this really, um, like I wanted to be the, perfect embodiment of like creativity and corporate having a baby i would be the baby you know so i would embody both the creative side of um business and also the corporate side of business and sort of marry them together so any all my ideas to ever have a blog or a vlog or a website, it's always been to bring that out. That doesn't mean that I've truly abandoned that idea. Um, I just feel like in this moment where a lot of what's happening, what's happening in the world right now, and with also what's been happening to me, it's like God is directing me to tell me this is what is needed first. Business, you know, it's time will come. So uh, professionally, let me tell you how I started. I started um, with a really deep passion and desire to be in fashion. I wanted to be a very famous fashion designer. I loved wearing beautiful clothes. Uh, my mom introduced me to a lot of high fashion from a very young age. And um, and it was high fashion through because she had magazines. Um, she would watch fashion shows and all that. So I became exposed at a really young age and I've always wanted to be in that scenery. So I started off in fashion, pursued it for a very long time until one day I finally got to meet one of Kenya's biggest fashion icons, which is um, a lady by the name Anne McCreeth. And by spending time with her, she opened my eyes and made me realize I'm not... I am not not talented in fashion. I am just more talented in marketing and advertising than I am in designing. So she 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 sort of challenged me, like, go think about it. Look at um, how you perform as a marketing um, PR advertising person. See how you perform as a designer. 
engage and you know i could be wrong but you see because i see your strength is on this side rather than the other and um i went did some soul search and at that time god divinely connected me to a lady who introduced me into the marketing side of life um her father runs one of the biggest advertising agencies in the country so i got the chance to go and work there so long story short that's how i got into the corporate scene and let me tell you life was amazing number one i've not studied I've, my highest level of education is a uh, college diploma i did at graphens graphic design like that's my highest level of education so to be working in an advertising agency uh in a position where i get, first i started off as a social media manager someone who has zero qualifications and zero experience that was already a big blessing for me and the more i worked the more god just started to input knowledge in me I just started to know things, things I don't know how I knew, but I just knew about algorithms and how they worked and how to manipulate them, how to make them work for your advantage and email marketing suddenly. And then I got so interested, I started doing online courses and really improved my skill to the point that I went now into being a social media manager full time, not just at the agency, but also for other people outside. And my relationship with the bosses at that place was growing so beautifully I'm starting to i was or rather i was getting the the understanding of the essence that we were really growing and becoming a family and my side hustle also on the other side was growing well that time fiverr was really good so i was getting a lot of um people from fiverr you know in the us in uh, uh nigeria in different countries just interested in working with me and the work i was we were able to produce and at that point i was working with my brother so the work we were able to produce was you know they were happy with it so the business was self-sustaining at that point and then just to add more like an to add more sweetness to this concussion god started to connect me divinely to really influential people in the industry i you know met with the likes of Topista Muga and um um Aching Butler Dikomondi and you know these people sort became not just people you read about or people you hear about on TV now they became my friends they became people in my phone book which was really pretty amazing for me i was feeling very fortunate i was really at my peak you know and then also we got to move from where we were staying we were staying in Omoja we moved to Great Wall Gardens to a very beautiful house uh, i got to take my kids to school they went to Sitam which is also a very good school so you can imagine things were pretty good for us at that point um though um my husband had been out of a job for a while now the entire period let's say ever since my second child was born till date he's not been able to get a job like he's really tried he's tried everything he's tried even being an uber driver and you know things just happened and you know he couldn't sustain it so but with what we were building internally it got to a point he had to stop looking for a job so he can help me manage the business that we were having and 
I got to that point where I was like, you know what, I'm, things happened at work, I won't lie. The once also beautiful relationship started to become sour. You know, I just had to leave. I'm not saying that it actually did get um, toxic, but I was feeling like that's where it's headed. And I don't know if I, I didn't... I didn't have enough confidence in myself to handle the situation well had it gotten to that point. So I decided, let me just, you know, leave now before things get bad. So I resigned and I decided I'm going to focus on my side hustle. Either way, it wasn't doing that bad or half as bad. So got to my side hustle and immediately got clients. I remember I got like three big clients at the same time and the money we were getting was really good money. The jobs were keeping us busy. I mean, I was on a on an ultimate high. And then, one by one, clients started dropping out. So by the time that year was ending, which is the year 2021, right? We're in 2023. So in the year 2022, when by the time 2022 was ending, my side hustle, I had no clients. So we survived on the good thing. The money I was being paid was not bad. So we had a little bit in the bank. So we survived that December and that January tried to look for clients, sent out a lot of pitches. No one was coming through. I wasn't so bothered because I was like, anyway, it's January. Makes sense. Guys are just settling in, you know, bringing in an agency isn't something you do at the beginning of the year. So I was really just trying to make excuses and be on a really husa mode. February, same thing, no clients. March, nobody, not a single person. Um, got to the panicking stage, decided I'm going to now look for a job. Since no one wants to hire us as an agency, I have a pretty good resume. Maybe they would hire me as a, you know, as a person. Started looking for jobs. Guess what? Nothing. In fact, let me tell you, there was this company. I'll never forget this company. They called me in for an interview. I did all 200 interviews, um, virtual and in person. And they were like, okay, so you are the person that we're going to hire LC. You're going to come in as our digital lead. And um, next week is when we want you to start. So we're going to give you a call until today. I'm still waiting for our call. And yes, I did follow up. I followed up a lot um, and my husband had the exact same experience. Got an interview in a very um, promising um, agency um, to do stuff to do with insurance and all that, all the way to the final stage. That They just went silent completely. I went on LinkedIn because I kept hearing a lot of t people saying that, you know, I got my job through LinkedIn or my friend got their job through LinkedIn and I applied for all remote, all um, online, um, offline, all kinds of hybrids kind of work. Like I was applying for anything and everything at this point. Nothing, you guys. It was crickets and, you know, haze rolling around. Nothing. So by the time it was hitting September, hey, you guys, yes, not, not September, sorry, we're in March. By the time it was hitting March, I've not had a single client. I've not made a single cent. This is first time my kids in school, they had to be pulled from school. Their school was like, hey, so we've been patient, you know, we we understand what happened to you guys in December and your arrears are too big. We can't allow the girls in school. And I was like, it's fine. I'll find money. I'll pay the arrears. 
and they'll be back in school. In my head, I was thinking, ah, they're just going to be home for like maximum one week. By that time, I would have figured something out and they'll be back in school. Lo and behold, the entire second term, my kids never went to school. Everything was just backfiring on my face. It got to the point even food became a hustle. I couldn't afford food. We couldn't, every time, I, anytime we would eat, I'd have to go on my phone book and, you know, call people. But then also, something about me and my husband, we were worshipping at uh, Mavuno at the river. So we were uh, what you call DG leaders, discipleship group leaders, like fellowship, if uh, that's a term that many people know. So one of our members, you know, I opened up to her and I told her, this is what we're going through right now. We're just surviving on my husband and I have one meal a day so that the kids can have three meals a day. And even those three meals are not like meals. They're just like, you know, shikiliatumbo, if you know what I mean. So she she was so kind. She rallied up her friends. They did some shopping for us. She would check up on us every ever so often. She had a water company. She would sell purified water so they'd deliver water to us. And she really smoothened out that month for us. And that's how we survived, actually. I went from being a super digital marketing strategist, agent, whatever you want to call it, to being a beggar. I would beg like text messages, guys, please help me help my kids calls begging for money. And that became our norm. It's, it was so diminishing you guys. It killed me from the inside, but let me tell you what killed me more. The begging killed. Yes. But what killed like overkill was the people who I expected to come through but never really did, a.k.a. the church, a.k.a. close friends, you know, those the ones whom you call sis, um, family, you know, the ones who when you meet in, uh, when you're having your family reunions, they're all, this is my favorite cousin, this is my favorite whatever. When I reached out to those people, they never came through. The people who came through for me are people I never expected would come through. Some I even had not spoken to for such a long time. So we lost everything. And then finally, this August, my good people, this month, not so long time ago, this month, we lost our home. Got an eviction notice and, you know, we were told you guys have to leave. You have arrears. And actually, it's not that we had arrears. I just had arrears for that month. But <clears throat> the way I understood my landlady, she was a bit um, disconcerted or disheartened by the fact that um, my rent would have big delays. So I'd have like two or three months delay and then I'd pay it off all of it at some point in the month. And then again, huge delays. And I tried to explain to her, you know, I'm not employed. I'm really just living by the shoestring at this point. So any money I get, I save it. And then, you know, I always pay you. But she just, she wasn't having it. So we got evicted. We got evicted. I remember when we were being evicted, uh, beginning of this month, all I had in my pocket was 8,000 shillings. 8,000 bob. 8,000 shillings is supposed to find a house pay rent and deposit get movers to move you from point a to point b when you get to point b because i work online i need to reconnect internet on that in that place 
And since my kids um, have not been in school, um, good thing is they just haven't been sitting at home. When I realized I'm not going to be able to take these guys to school, I immediately started to research on homeschooling, got a few resources together. So I'm homeschooling these guys. I need internet, um, I water, and electricity. 8,000, even if I find a bed sitter that is charging 5K, I cannot afford to move. So we called movers just a, a truck that was a, like not move as we called a truck that was outside and a few guys who were just you know idling around asked them to help us pack or to load our things onto the truck and then left great wall came to moja we have no idea where we are going we are just leaving and I'm, my husband and i are like what the hell when we get to moja what are we going to do the good thing is the day before we had um gone to moja for because when things got tough like that that week i had to bring kids to my mom so when we brought them to my mom's place because she lives in moja we did a little bit of um just scouting looking around for houses being stressed i wish you could have seen us so that's what we did um when we were in the car some guy called is like ah i remember yesterday i showed you guys a couple of houses yeah and they're too expensive i found a house but uh, so i told him where's the house it's here okay i'm coming i was like okay guys come check it out i was like i'm not coming to check it out i am coming with my things now i'm moving in and he's like okay come we got there it's a two-bedroom house and it, the rent is fifteen thousand. really me i have eight thousand by god's grace a guy that disappeared on me a very good friend who disappeared on me a while back just called it's like yeah my friend elsie how you doing uh like i'm not good because I'm, I'm being evicted it's like oh my gosh you guys can be evicted and all that so he sent me 10k so i had 18 i had enough to pay the rent now i don't have enough to pay deposit by the time it was evening guys by evening we had paid the rent and the deposits and we were moving in where the money came from people just pulled through like we just called this one suddenly this one who was always telling us oh no 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 this time said yes i have something let me send it to you my brother-in-law came through my mother-in-law came through my father-in-law came through so we were able to put in all these um you know haba na haba and we jazzed our kibaba and that's how we moved so it's been a year of losing everything but step by step it's like extended pain you lose a and then you think okay i've lost a at least i have b then you're like okay i've lost a and b at least i have c it's like everything you are i was holding on to just kept slipping away and until now when we felt like we had nothing and that day when we were moving and i had we had literally no place to go I was telling my husband, when we get to Moja and we realize we have nothing to do, we go with this truck, find a bed sitter. If this guy for the bed sitter doesn't allow us to put our things in, because just we're going to use it as storage, and then we go live in our mother's houses. <laughs> so put those things in the storage. If they refuse, they're like, you have to pay both rent and deposit. We're not going to allow you here with just one payment. Go park this truck next to all we go to all second-hand dealers sell off all our things go to our mom's house and start over we were willing to do that so i feel like that house really was him trying to 
hold me from getting to that point of no hope losing everything is fine because you can gain everything back but imagine losing hope getting that hope back is so difficult and that's the story of how we lost everything and that's how where we are today so i'm not talking from a point of oh we lost it but now we've gotten everything back we're no i don't even know how tomorrow will look like but i know what i know now is that though we lost everything we had i have gained so much more as a person inside because going through these problems together with my husband has made me see him in a much different light he is such a strong man any other guy i don't know but based on the stories we see and what we read in the papers what we see on tv any other guy probably would have just murdered himself murdered us and was like to hell with this or would have abandoned us but he stood there in that shame you know he he also went and begged around just you know asking people for money for us to be able to eat i don't take that lightly and for that i truly adore this man even more because of what i've gone through i've come to realize that i had such great attachment to what i had i had such great attachment to the house to the agency to my bosses that without knowing they had become mini gods in my life and when i lost them the kind of pain i felt i was like wait okay i had no idea i had become this materialistic and yes there's a lot of argument that can come with that statement but that's my truth so losing it all saw me made me see hey saw me scratch that guys losing it all made me see where i was and who i was and has made me see what i need to do to myself to be able to get to become a better person if i ever get money again i am guaranteeing you there are so many things i used to do i wouldn't even think of doing and there are so many things i wasn't doing i would run to do number 1 paying my tithe i wasn't such a faithful person in that i confess and giving to god is that's a topic for another day like it's so deep but i now see the depth of like where where i had invested myself and my money i had invested everything in places where more cankerworms and locusts could have easily come and devoured and guess what they did instead of investing in a place where i know come what me this is a fortified front a firm foundation this cannot be penetrated i clearly see the difference i used to hear about it and i used to understand it but now i see it cuz i have I, like I'm, i i feel like i have this aerial view of my life and i'm seeing my mistakes and i'm like whoa elsie you messed up here i spent my money badly i was focused on giving my kids such a good life now i wasn't thinking about tomorrow that much look at that. look they're not in school had i saved a bit more probably they would have been in school so i i see so much and sometimes it takes losing everything for you to see how to gain everything and this time this time you won't just gain it you will keep it because you know better and 
that's my message to everyone who's in the same situation as me right now. Like, take this moment to learn. This is the only moment you get to learn. And if you don't learn, I feel this strongly in my spirit. You're going to stay here until you learn. And I feel a lot of people who have experienced poverty for such a long time, especially those who are you're not experiencing poverty, you're also experiencing a sense of being stuck. You're stuck. You can't think of a way out. You can't see a way out. You're stuck. It's because there's something you're supposed to learn that you have refused to learn. And there's no way you can move on until you learn this. You're just going to be there. And these lessons, sometimes it's good to ask for help. Let me tell you, as much as the church never helped me, I'm not abandoning the church because I believe in my heart. If God blocked that door, if God allowed for me to have that experience with the church, it's because my help was not meant to come from there. You never know. Maybe they would have come through in the way that I wanted them to come through. And then I would worship the church and not God. I would be devoted to the church and not be devoted to God. I would give my all to the church and not give my all to God. But that's, that's what I feel right now. Losing everything is painful. And it carries a lot of things with it. But let this be clear. Let's learn what we need to learn so we can get out of this situation. And that's my attitude this day moving forward. And I hope it will be yours too. Uh, I enjoyed um, being that transparent and telling you guys everything that's happened. Um, I hope it someone somewhere resonates with it and it helps you and if it does you know let's keep each other accountable let's um chat you know you can we can always chat give me your experiences have you lost everything also how was that if you've already bounced back i could give the rest of us encouragement we needed sis and um let's see where god is taking this but trust me god is taking us somewhere i love you but i gotta leave you Thank you so much. Bye bye. I got my head out the sunroof. I'm blasting.